good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. In case it has not escaped you, we are in the midst of the autumn winter celebrations. I just thought I'd remind you. You know, we call them holidays, which is really kind of a shortening, I think, of holy days. And there's a many, many this time of year. You know, some of them are religious and some of them are secular. But no matter your spiritual or non-spiritual approach, it becomes a very busy time, which is really the opposite of what it should be. If we pay attention to nature, this is the time to go within, to withdraw, to repair, to rest. Imagine two scenes. The first, there's this, a forest, and the trees are almost bare of leaves that now cover the ground, ready to be recycled and become food for the tree and other things. Animal activity has slowed. It's there, but it's, it's slowed. and The light is low, and the forest is quiet. It's resting. Now, imagine you're looking in the window of a house. The lights are blazing. People are moving to and fro in frenzy of activity. And they're busy, busy, busy. Which is more comforting? Which is more natural? (laughs) But this can be a very confusing time of year. Because it would be natural to take time off and to relax and to rest. But we most usually don't do that. Instead of slowing down, we answer the call to decorate, celebrate, inebriate. (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong, celebration and ceremony is very important to us. We need to come together. We need to acknowledge and we need to remember. We as humans need to mark the passing of the years of, of the events. And I'm not going to define that any more than that because it means something different to each one of us. These celebrations bring different emotions and experiences to us. Family traditions something are something to be cherished, unless they have become such a burden and don't mean anything to you anymore. Or, as I said, celebrations are always a time of remembering as well. And remembering can also bring cherished memories. It can also bring up painful thoughts. And for anyone who has experienced the passing of a loved one during the year, that first birthday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, or other celebration can be even more difficult. And so I just want to say, if you had that experience this year, my heart goes out to you. And I want you to know that as those firsts pass, it starts to soften. So unity historically sees Advent as an inner search of mind and heart. 
And in our teaching, the Christ mind is an idea in divine mind. It is the divine essence within our being. Here, in the darkest time of the year, we have the opportunity to step back and take time to explore our inner selves, and yet we find ourselves too busy to stop and get our bearings. Now, it is said that you teach best what you most need to learn, which means when we're talking about this, I must be a master teacher. <laughs> this topic came to me on a day out of the blue. I was just sort of minding my own business and it went through my head and I really wasn't sure when I'd be able to use it. And then this liminal moment presented itself. Deborah, would you talk on the, on the Sunday between Thanksgiving and the beginning of Advent? And Advent, of course, is the rundown to Christmas. And I use the word rundown intentionally. Paul had run, run in his uh, um, uh, meditation, run, running was in the, the, the song we just heard, the rundown to Christmas. Now, so naturally, I started paying attention to the way I complicate things. And there was a lot of stuff in my face. And the best and most interesting was just this last week. Now, on Thursday, I'd spent a really productive hours here at the office. Patty and I had gotten the SLT t-shirt project organized and ready to go. We laughed ourselves silly over trying to get a good photo of the t-shirt. Well, okay, so first, we tried to tape it up somewhere. Then we put it over the back of the chair, and I'm not even going to tell you what that looked like. <laughs> Reverend James walked by, looked at that, and he started to laugh, and I'm not sure if he was backing away from us or... <laughs> and we just laughed and laughed, and of course, hilariously, it occurred to us finally that maybe Patty should just put the shirt on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You know, and that's an example of how we can make things difficult. But honestly, I didn't think too much of it because between the fact that we were having so much fun and the SLC staff tends to try to aim for perfection, it just seems sort of normal for me. It was a good day. I felt connected. I was in the flow. The presence was with me. All was well. And then I went to buy bananas. In the store, the organic bananas were across from the regular ones. Organic bananas on my right, non-organic bananas on my left. Now, normally, I would just go grab the organic and go, but they were very green, and they were huge, and the non-organic were smaller, and they were more ripe, but the non-organic bunches all came in odd numbers. I wanted six bananas. <laughs> So I looked back and forth, and I, I picked up the organic bananas and held them, and then I put them back, and then I picked up five non-organic bananas, and now they were all different sizes. The organic ones were much more uniform. And then I looked over, and I thought, well, I could just add one to the loose ones to the, but they were all different sizes. At which point, I said to myself, with banana in hand, I'm making bananas, buying bananas hard. And I'm looking at these bananas in my hand. And I was like, okay. You know, and the thing is, is I'm not a foodie. They were just for smoothies. I mean, you know, this was... This... 
Now, for those of you who will ask later, I went with the even number of huge green organic bananas, okay? And I think I partly surrendered when I realized I was making it hard, and what I really wanted was those big bananas. Anyway, so I thought about that a lot. And one reason I found myself having angst over something that really didn't matter that much. You know, why was that? I mean, the impact on, of bananas on my life is pretty minimal. So why did I make this a burden or a problem? So, of course, then some research ensued, and I had to look up the word burden. <clears throat> and different, uh, dictionaries kind of go at it. There's two different dictionaries I looked, and they went at it different ways. One said that a burden is a load, and it is typically heavy. The other one just offers that burden is a responsibility and, of course, can become heavy. And from that, I decided that we can often decide how heavy our burden is. Because we all know that sometimes we make a mountain out of a banana purchase, while some circumstances really do have a much heavier impact on us. Well, since I had heard the words, I will give you rest, I went to Matthew in the New Testament to become more familiar with that whole passage. And there's a passage, a little bit that leads, leads up to it before I read the actual passage, and where the master teacher Jesus says, all things have been delivered to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. Neither does anyone know the Father. Now, the Fillmore Study Bible, which is a metaphysical interpretation, explains that this actually might mean that there can be no intermediary between God and humanity in the absolute or most intimate sense, God and humanity are one. I like that language better. It's a little bit easier to understand. But then we get to Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30, and we receive this invitation from Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And so I continued in the, in, in the Fillmore Bible, seeing what they had to say about it, and, and also going with the way Reverend James teaches us to interpret this metaphysically. Come to me. Turn within to meet your inner Christ. And sometimes this is translated as come be with me, as it is in our chant. And in fact, there are several songs called Come Be With Me. And it occurred to me that maybe Jesus isn't saying, come with me and go someplace with me. Maybe he's saying, come be with me. Just come be. I will give you rest. Invites those of us who strive to sustain the demands of the worldly standard to come to the meek and lowly Christ within and find rest. That's what the, uh, the, the Bible says. But meek and lowly doesn't mean timid or less than. It means standing in your own power and not resisting. It means letting go. It means allowing the presence to work through you. Setting your ego to the side. And then there is the line, take my yoke. Now honestly, I could never figure this one out because I always heard that word as taking on more burden. Like in our modern vocabulary, we tend to see being yoked as being in bondage, don't we? But here we discover, and this is so cool, 
A yoke is simply a device for uniting two workers so that their combined strength may be applied to the same load. It is sharing the burden. We are not alone. We can surrender some of that burden to God or spirit or whatever your name for the divine is. And then Jesus says, learn from me. See, Jesus is open to divine intelligence and the power flowing through him. And he invites us to do the same thing because he continually tells us we can do everything that he could do. You know, so when someone mentions Jesus to me, one of the very first images I get always is him walking away saying, going apart to pray. It's that, that is the, one of the key images I have of Jesus, going apart. He was a master at stepping back, at getting centered so he could make room for the divine power to flow through him. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In the metaphysical sense, the yoke is a union with the Christ presence or with the high ideals of spirit. That's what the Bible says. The burden is taking on a right degree of responsibility, a right degree. And for each one shall bear their own burden, meaning our own proper load. Service then becomes spiritual. The message is, is that we are never alone, not ever. I will give you rest. Well, that sounds like we're asking for something to come to us from the outside sometimes. But when we're able to step back and take the time to consider, we open to the divine. We open to divine intelligence. When I surrendered to the banana decision, I ended up with much more and better banana substance. So I had to wait a day or two before I could, they were best to use, so. And I, it may sound weird, but in that banana moment, I actually went within because I knew that if I was stressing about this purchase, this banana in my hand, there was actually a lot more going on with me. So we tend to think of going apart, that means taking 15 minutes or a half hour to get completely quiet, to get away from everything, but honestly, we can cultivate the ability to stop where we are and take just that moment. Because really, time only means something on the outer. When we turn within to the quiet, unchanged presence within our souls, all time vanishes. And in a blink of an eye, our vibration changes and our relationship with the material world also changes. There's a book called The One Minute Meditation. And the book basically says we don't need time to meditate, we just need to go apart. And you go through about half the book and do the exercise and then it tells you to stop reading and practice for a certain while before continuing. So I was at that point and one day my husband and I were off to go somewhere and I really didn't want to go. I wanted to stay home. I didn't want to go out doing things I just wanted to stay home. I was cranky on the inside and I was really trying to make the best of it. And I thought, this is gonna be a really icky day. And so we stopped for gas. And while Jim was out getting gas in the car, I got out my phone and I set the timer for one minute and I just closed my eyes. And I went within and I rested. 
When the timer went off, I returned, and I was in a completely different mood. Jim got back in the car, and we had a really nice day. Now, the important thing to remember in this is that I didn't do any work in that minute. I didn't do affirmations. I didn't pray. I didn't talk to myself. I might have focused on my breathing, but I don't remember. I just got quiet. I didn't try to change myself. I went within, and it, it was amazing. And by the way, I never did go back and finish that book because it worked for me where I was. <laughs> you know, Reverend James often says that we don't rest from work, we work from rest. And I, it's probably the most accurate way of saying it I've ever heard. You know, because think about it, when you're trying to force things and you're tired, nothing goes right, and it always takes, like, twice as, three times as long. And then when you're in that space, you can't do it with love. And what is the point of doing something if you can't do it from the point of love? Now, I mean, yeah, we all have these things that are not our favorites to do, but working from a point of resentment and resistance just makes it harder. And you might be doing something and you might not think you're doing it from pure love, but it's still a better way to look at it than that resistance. And remember what we said earlier, for each one shall bear their own burden, meeting our own proper load, Service then becomes spiritual, our own proper load. When a challenging thing comes along, try taking that moment. And if you're not standing in a produce aisle where everybody acts kind of weird anyway, <laughs> step off into a corner or go to the restroom or any place where you can just take a minute. And if you can't do that, just stand still and take three breaths. Three breaths, that's all. The presence is here. Presence is always, presence is everywhere. In that one moment at the gas station, I allowed myself to just be. Standing there holding bananas, I allowed myself to just be. In the first case, I had a really good day. In the second case, I got really good bananas. We're not alone. We can overcome the stresses of this world. We can. We are souls with bodies. I'll repeat that. We are souls with bodies. We get so wrapped in thinking that we're bodies with souls, and that is backwards. We are souls with bodies. And we can go in within ourselves and meet our inner presence anytime we choose. We just need to practice. So in the coming weeks, when things get exciting, Remember these words as Jesus invites you into the Christ presence. Come, be with me, and I will give you rest. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center. Transform.
one heart.